This morning, we have a guest speaker. He's not a guest to many of us. We've had an opportunity to get to know him over the last several months. For myself, over the last several years, Adam Martino is the founding pastor of United Church, which is going to launch February 12th. So it's just a few short weeks away. Adam and Leslie have been living in that Forest Hill corridor for about 12 years. They've raised their kids there. They're uh, three, uh, all under 13, I think, uh, that, that are in there and, and uh, have just developed relationships with the community and now want to plant a church there. And so Clover Hill has partnered with them. And Adam, if you'll come, we want to present to you. In December, we took up a legacy offering just for United Church. And this today, I want to present to you a check for $70,000 to go to help launch United. So I, I, I just say, as a pastor of Clover Hill, thank you for your generosity. And why is this important? Because we believe in Adam. We believe in, in his vision. We believe in, in church planning. We, we understand the power that that has. And this is going to go a long way to seeing those families in that area reconciled and brought to Christ. We've also promised over the next two and a half, three years, another $80,000 that will help sustain them. So we just don't want to launch them. We want to come alongside and really partner with them through that infancy stage on into teenage and into maturity, just like you would a kid. So I'm excited about it. I thank God for it. Adam's a great communicator, but, but even more than his ability to communicate, his heart is real. He's just the real deal. He loves God, loves people, and he's going to do a great job. So will you give a big hand to Adam Martino as he comes to share God's word? Bless you, man. Love you, Love you too. I, uh, I, um, I promised myself I wouldn't cry. I, uh, it's, it's just amazing, you know, the, the relationship that we have. This is my home. I'm really going to cry. I'm like, uh, I'm like your, your crazy cousin from Brooklyn, so you got to deal with it. I could cry. I could, Lord knows what I could do on a moment's notice. Pastor Stan even told me one time I was up here, he's like, man, sometimes you scare me. Like, um, but I, I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for my pastor. He's not, not, o- not only my pastor, he's my best friend, he's my mentor, and your vision um, we, we wouldn't have United Church if you didn't help create and just cast and navigate that vision. And I'm so thankful for you, Pastor, and I love you. And, uh, and 1 Timothy 5.17 says that our pastors double the honor. So can we give them, like, something big? Um, I, you know, I can't, I can't believe that it's here. It feels like it's been forever since we started talking about this and praying about it. Um, Our team today was, uh, it was our first time as a team in Huguenot High School. And our team went into the school at 7 o'clock this morning and started putting stuff together, setting up and tearing down and setting up and tearing down. And after this service, um, my wife, Leslie's here, and two of our pastors, Risty and Sandy Hall, are with us. We will be going to Huguenot, and we're going to worship the walls down. We are going to get our team together in that auditorium and just just anoint that place and just pray over it um, because we know that this is a God thing. This is a God thing, right? And God things, th- th- those are the things that last. Those are the things that matter. And this is a God thing. 
we know that God has ordained for such a time as this us to go strategically into the Forest Hill Corridor, which is south of the river in the city of Richmond. How many people know that hell is real? Hell is real, and as long as hell is real, the local church is the hope of the world. Because we're charged with stewarding the transformational gospel. So in two weeks, Lord have mercy, in two weeks, we're going to be launching United Church. Can everybody? I, I, I want to share something real, real, real quick um, that was on my heart as, as I'm thinking about, you know, what we got going on and, 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 and how this all came about and what God did in our life to get us to this point. I started thinking about transition and journey. I started thinking about uh, pursuit, you know, right? Like pursuit is, a, I, I feel like, should be a fitting word for everybody in this room because he, here's the deal, whether you recognize it or not, each and every day, either we're pursuing something or something is pursuing us. Each and every day, either you're pursuing something or something is pursuing you. So, so I started reading, and, and, and I, I ended up in Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8, and there's a story here about a guy named Philip. And, and, and here's, here's what happened in, in our life about 12 years ago. We felt the call to leave New York City, all our family, all our friends, everybody in New York City, and we felt the call out of that. We had ministry opportunities in New York City. I was pastoring a church um, as an associate pastor there, and we just we, we felt good about everything God had for us. But I, I, want, I, want, I want to be specific in this. There's always more. You hear me, everybody? It's good that God is doing, and it's good that things are happening, but there's always more. God called us out of New York City and relocated us here to Richmond, Virginia, and we started worshiping at a local church, and there was a massive transition there. A new pastor came in, and great things started to happen. God was moving in big, big ways, but you know something? There's always more. So we worshiped there, and years went by, and my wife was working with uh, children's ministry. I became a campus pastor, and I met Pastor Stan. I reached out to him. You know what? There's always more. God always has more. There's always more. In How many people are thankful for that? Y'all should be shouting amen right now. You should be bawling your faces off. There's always more. God always has more. You're not done. We're not perfect. There's opportunity for more. Now we get back to Philip. Okay, I'm sorry. They're like, come on, man. Get to the point. So Philip here is in the um, midst of just massive ministry. God is doing and God is moving and there's healing and there's miracle and there's revival. All kind of uh, amazing things are taking place. And the angel of the Lord comes to Philip and says, Hey, Philip, I know this is awesome. I know that you're crushing it, but I want you to go. I want you to go. The New King James Version, the translation actually says that he sends him yonder. Doesn't explain, no explanation, no directive, just go down to the south, start walking down the road. 
And this is where the story picks up in verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candake, which means queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. And on his way home was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to the chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah, the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explain it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause right there. So we see two different narratives, okay? We see the story of Philip in active ministry, like Philip getting it done, and him being obedient, him being faithful and obedient to God. In the midst of something that was thriving, in the midst that was something was good, good was happening, he was, he was faithful and obedient. And, and here's, something, here's something that I wrote down, okay? And this is good, so you should probably write it down too. But faith, faith plus obedience equals opportunity. Faith plus obedience equals opportunity. And opportunity gives an arena for God to rain down. You hear me? It's not just enough. We can't do just enough. Like if Philip was like, God, I'm doing just enough. I'm here right now. Great things are happening. There's miracles. There's people getting healed. We can't do just enough. Faith and obedience equals opportunity. In those opportunities, in those moments, God shows up. God shows up. Then you look at the eunuch, okay? This is, this is, this is where the rubber meets the world road. You, you look at the eunuch that is coming from what? It said he was coming from Jerusalem from a worship experience. He was worshiping. He went to a worship service in Jerusalem. He had all the wealth and all the stature just for the fact that he was sent on the pilgrimage to Jerusalem, said that he was somebody. Says that he was the treasurer for the queen of Ethiopia. And he was worshiping in Jerusalem. So, he transitions from worship to going back home. And it's in that transition that Philip meets up with the eunuch. Hear what I'm saying? Follow me. I'm going somewhere. It's in that transition that Philip meets the eunuch. Philip could have met up with him at the worship service, but God chose not to. It was in the place of transition. It was on the journey that Philip met up with the eunuch. A lot of us are coming here on Sunday and we're sitting in these chairs and we're worshiping God. Let me tell you something. It's not what happens in here that matters. It's what happens out there that matters. It's not what happens in here that matters. It's what happens out there that matters. It's easy to be in here and, and raise your hands and worship and praise. God is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. But why do you fold like a piece of paper every Monday morning? 
Why do you break down every Monday morning? Your Bible works just as good Monday as it does Sunday, I promise you. I promise you it does. The eunuch had a worship experience, but he'd never experienced God. He showed up and, and, and was in a place. He was doing a thing, but he didn't have an experience. And here's the beautiful thing. Here's the beautiful thing. And let me talk because I, 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 I got I to gotta put this hat on myself, okay? Sometimes some of us are convinced that we don't need anybody else to jump in our chariot. That's part of the beauty of mine and pastor's relationship. He's chewed my butt so many times it's not even funny. The eunuch had all the favor and all the money and everything he could ever want, and he was still teachable. Some of us have nothing, and we won't let nobody tell us a thing. Come on, somebody, don't get shy. Some of us don't have a thing, and we won't let anybody tell us anything. Let me, let me, let me tell you something right now. The ability to remain teachable will be the ability to keep you tough. The ability to remain teachable gives you the ability to remain tough. So when Monday comes along, you're not crumbling. When Tuesday happens, you're not crumbling. And you're not, you're just saying, oh God, I got, I got to just, when Sunday coming, Sunday coming, Sunday. He's God every day. The ability to be taught gives you the ability to be tough. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. With all your heart. Not just a little bit. Not just some of it. With all of it. And what? And He will direct your path. He will direct your path. We see this divine this divine connection that happens between Philip and the eunuch. And let me tell you something. There's a big difference. There's a big difference between being in the will of God and being in the way of God. There's a big difference being in the will and being in the way. And some of us have been stuck and some of us have been fighting against and some of us have been just bitter and complaining about things and not even realizing that this is the journey, this is the, the, this is the vehicle that's going to propel me to the next place of my life. This is the circumstance that God wants to use in my life. And we're hard and we don't let people ride with us. We don't let people in. Yeah, we're around people, but we never really let people in. I never really take off the mask. I, I live life with people, but I really don't do life with people. The eunuch said, how can I understand this if nobody explains it to me? 
Explain it to me, Philip. I'm at the end. I went to the worship service. I'm trying to read it. None of it makes sense. I need somebody to explain it to me. Well, every Sunday you have your pastor up here explaining it to you. You got to take that home and keep it. Some of you just put it in your pile or throw it away. You got to take that home and keep it. Preach it to yourself Monday through Saturday. Preach it to yourself. There's a pursuit, and it's called the journey. And we're moving. We're constantly moving. And we're being pursued by the love of God. Each and every one of us being pursued by the, one of, by the love of God. And some of us are so busy pursuing stuff, pursuing things that don't matter, things that, that, that in two weeks won't even matter. Stuff that doesn't matter, that doesn't mean anything. God is pursuing each and every person in this room today. His desire, just like the eunuch, is to be known by you the same way that he knows you. He knew where Philip needed to be. The eunuch was just going back home. Philip had no clue, but he was in a place where he said, God, use me. God, here, here I am, use me. It's not just enough. What I'm doing now is not just enough. What, 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 I have, what I'm experiencing in my life is not just enough. I want more. Oh, God, what would happen? What would happen to this church? It's if each and every, I just want more. It's not enough. It's not enough. How many other churches? How, how, how much impact around the world globally if we just go for more? Just go for more. Just dig deeper. God, I've been... I've been dying, I've been, I've been praying, and I, I, I've been hoping I, I need a breakthrough in my life. I need, I need a breakthrough in my life. I need something. I, I, so, 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 so I've read it. I, I've read it, and I, I've come to church, but I really don't get it. I need somebody. I need somebody to explain it to me. How will I know unless somebody explains it to me? And the Lord's trying to speak The Lord's trying to do something in your life. The Lord's trying to talk to you and we're so busy pursuing other things that we miss it. We're chosen. We're chosen by God to chase chariots. You're chosen. I want to let you know that you're chosen by God, to chase down chariots. Yeah, there's going to be moments that you ride, but we're called to chase them. John fifteen sixteen says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give you. It's time for us to move past knowing God by the hearing of our ear to see him moving in our life. I believe that there is a special, just something happening right now 
in the world today. I believe that um, it just couldn't be more ripe. Am I, am I crazy for thinking that? I just feel like, like God, like we're looking at presidents and media and, and we're pursuing stuff and we're going, and God, there's, we're like on the edge of it. You can feel it in the air. You can touch it. There's going to be such a mighty breakthrough. God is going to do something so massive. Everything's going to change. Everything's going to change. Who wants to be part of it? I want to be there. I want to be there. I'm saying, God, use me. It's not just enough. United Church is just not, that's not enough. That's not all God wants from me. Each and every day, each and every day, there's new opportunity. Each and every day, in every interaction, in, in, every, in every meeting, in every time my, my children talk to me, there's always more opportunity. We need to be a group of people, a body, a quorum of believers that seize every opportunity. That take every opportunity that aren't satisfied with status quo and just making numbers and just showing up. But with reckless abandon, we chase down chariots. With reckless abandon, we go after the cross. The story ends um, pretty dramatically. They're they're riding along and uh, they're riding along in the chariot and uh, Philip um, shares the gospel with the eunuch and the eunuch has a life changing, life altering moment. And while they're still riding, they come up on a body of water and the eunuch so. Um, so overwhelmed in his spirit, he says, hey, like, what, what would stop me from getting baptized? And Philip was like, nothing, let's go. Jump out of the chariot, you know, submerge. And... But, but here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, okay? Because of that interaction, because of what happened there, a whole continent experienced revival. See, the eunuch... The eunuch encountered Christ on his journey. And he brought that same Christ back to Ethiopia. It's not about what happens here. It's not just about what happens here. It's about what happens out there. Can I pray for somebody today? Can we all stand together? Give me one moment, just one moment. I believe that God's best, God's best is ahead of all of us. I don't care how good things are going. I don't care how, what you got going on. God's best is still ahead of us. And I believe that there's something special in store for each and every person in this room. So if you would just just close your eyes and bow your heads. Let's just create a, a moment here. If you walk through these doors and you're saying, I, I don't I, I, I have no clue. My my brother Vinny invited me here. 
I don't, I'm not sure while I'm here. Maybe it's a mistake. There's no, there's no such thing as mistakes. You are right where God wants you. You are right where God wants you. And I want to let you know something that you have been chosen by the creator of heaven and earth. You have been chosen. You have been chosen. And he loves you and he wants you to love him. So if you're here today and and you don't know Jesus, you don't have a relationship, you're saying, "I, I don't, I don't, I don't, but I know I want something changed in my life. I want something new. Just slip your hand up. Just, well, I see you, I see you, I see you. Just slip your hand up. I see you, I see you, I see you. In just a minute, we're going to pray together. If, if you're here and you need, you need more, you need more. God, I've been struggling. God, I, I, I do. I fold like a piece of paper on Monday. I need more. Just slip your hand up. We want to pray for more. We want to trust God for more. I see you, I see you. I see you. We want to trust God for more. I see you. I see you. God has so much more in store. So much more in store. I, I, I just want to do this too. If, if, you're, if you're sick, you have something going on in your body and you're not sure what it is or you are sure what it is, just slip your hand up. We want to Recognize your preacher. I see you. 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 Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Healing in the name of Jesus. Healing physically, Lord God. That you would touch people's bodies, Lord God. You are the great physician that you would make right what is wrong. Enemy, we cast you out of bodies. We cast you out of minds. You have no authority. Father God, just rain down. Rain down your spirit right now. Let it wash over any infirmity, Lord God. And any disease, any sickness, we bind it and we cast it out in the name of Jesus. Let there be healing. Let those bodies be made whole right now. Father God, I pray for your sons and daughters, Lord Jesus, that are looking to you and saying, God, I want more. I want more right now. People, I'm telling you, lay it down at his feet. That thing you've been holding on to, let it go right now in the name of Jesus. That thing that you've been struggling with, let it go right now in the name of Jesus. Cast it all. Cast it all. And we look to you as the author and finisher of our faith. We know that you began a good work and that your desire and your heart for us is good. Touch my mind, Lord. Renew my mind. Renew every mind in this room, Lord God. That they would leave different than when they came in. That there would be a a new thought process, Lord God, that you you would be ever be in their mind because their mind is ever on you. And for those hands that went up that don't know who the Savior is, I I want everybody in this room, everybody pray with me, okay? Everybody in this room. Everybody raise your hands. Lift your hands to Jesus. Lift your hands to the Lord, to the heavens, 
where your help comes from. And everybody in this room, repeat after me. Say, Lord, Lord Jesus, I confess that you're Lord and Savior. I confess my sin to you. Heal my heart. Change my mind. Change my, the, the things that I do. I confess that your son died for me and rose again that I might be free. Today I live for you. Father God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for each person. Let's put on, let's celebrate this. Let's celebrate this. Father God, we're so grateful, Lord Jesus, that you are a life changer, that all of heaven is rejoicing right now, that all of heaven is rejoicing, Lord God. I pray that your peace, which surpasses understanding, might be in every mind, in every heart, through Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name.